Welcome to Combustible. This episode is the first in what we hope will be many opportunities for our listeners to call in and be on the podcast. It's something we're calling Off the Hook, and our first Off the Hook guest is retired Captain Rick Myers, who actually was one of our first guests back in 2016 when we started this podcast, uh, episode four, which was called Getting the Nod with Rick Myers. This time out, Rick submitted his question on Facebook when we posted that we were looking for questions from our listeners. Rick's question was, what departments have tool assignments and writing positions in their policies and procedures? Rick was actually out of town on vacation when we called him, but he was good enough to sit down and talk about his question and some other stuff. And we should explain that we never really told Rick that we were starting to record, so it's our fault that we really didn't start out with a solid introduction for him and a reading of his question. But we think the discussion was really a good one, and we hope you enjoy. So here's Rick Myers from somewhere in Florida. So... And this is like three or four years off the job now. I think, why the hell? The problem, and this is the problem, is I look at social media. And I'll sit in social media and scream at the computer or my phone or the videos like these people doing helmet cams and people, you know, it's just, it's relentless. So that that's probably, and my wife says you need help. But it, it is, um, that's probably half the problem is that between phone calls of friends that tell me what's going on or ask questions or whatever. Um, just talk shop, which I like to do. I love to do. And they know that, or they'll come by between that or social media. Uh, you, you can't help but not stay in the loop, right? Yeah. Whether it's a good loop or a bad loop, it's just the way it is. I guess that's our, that's our history. That's our culture, which brings up the question is why I asked is about the tool assignments and writing positions. Because you see guys that are all standing around doing nothing on these helmet cams. And there's one in the city hatch. And I can't remember. I think it was downtown. And it was probably six months ago, maybe. It was a pretty good fire down there, which hasn't happened in years. And everyone's just standing around at the door. I thought, God, dude, go to work, guys. Jesus Christ. Smoke's just blowing out. And they're just standing at the door. Water, they got, the lines are charged. I think, what are you doing? Well, either waiting for the boss or waiting for chief to say, okay, you can go in. And I think there was somebody saying you can't go in maybe, and, and they're just standing there waiting, you know, and I think, ah, this is just ridiculous. So, but anyway. Well. And that, that, that's endless. That's, you know, those those videos are endless. I mean, you can look up anything, and you see guys more standing around doing nothing because they don't have an assignment or they don't have a goal. They just, other than get my helmet burnt and look pretty, and try to get on social media with me doing something like pulling a window or something. <sighs> I'm not sure if we're getting the frustrations of because you got to go home today or <laughs> vacation's <laughs> <No>. over. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. No, that's my only frustration in life is just the current the current state of uh, the fire service, and we have no control over it. That's the problem. So, so. Me, me and Rick have worked together uh, quite extensively over the years, and, and we have worked on policies together, and we built some policies specifically. I think that's where he's kind of leading to this. We built policies specifically so that you would know, based on the order that you arrived, what your assignment would be. So you could go to work pretty much right, right from the get-go. It was very – we were trying to take it off of the, the initial incident commander a little bit so they're not so overwhelmed and give people assignments. Am, am I – on point with you, Rick? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Who and would not want that? Who would not want, as a boss or a, or an incident commander, 
pull up to an incident and everyone's going to work. And you don't have to basically you're or, you don't even have to organize it. You can just watch it and know what's going on and map it out. So you know the first truck's doing their assignment. You know the second big truck's doing their assignment. You know the guys are on the roof. You know, and if you have a specific I or question like what's going on in this particular location, you basically know who's going to be in that location because it's based on his riding position. So you can go straight to that that uh, captain and say, hey, what's going on here? What are the conditions? Blah 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 blah. Whatever your question may be, versus having to organize the incident when you pull up. Who wants to do that? Reorganize where everyone's positioned because now it's gone defensive and all the engines pulled up like freaking miles to the fire and have no room for the truck. So now you got to start all over again. Well, isn't it the isn't it the incident commander that does that that you're talking about? Didn't aren't those the ones that don't trust their folks? No, it's those that know the, the current policies of the department that basically, um, yeah, that's it. Yes, it could be you don't trust them, but yet more than anything, it's the department that you know that they aren't training for this specific idea. So you have to micromanage. And, and really, I think a lot of departments and a lot of commanders want that. They love to have their thumb on somebody as look at me, look at me, look at me, versus it's really more hindering the department than it is helping, but it makes them look good or feel good about themselves because they're in control, which to me is very ineffective for the incident and the firemen. See, I, I, mean, how do you- I understand Rick's point of view. Like I said, we, we've worked on policies together, and I'd be interested to hear what the rest of you have to say about it because – We've we've seen it before where guys get overwhelmed. You know that initial, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about the initial incident commander, the you know, first arriving guy. He's having to uh, do his size up, do his 360, tell his guys what to do, give assignments to crews coming in. It's extremely and work at the same time. Right, and extremely yes. overwhelming. So we tried to streamline it a little bit and say, all right, you know, the second engine is going to be red. <clears> you know, the third engine is going to be water supply or backup line. Blah, blah. Now you can change it. You know, the the first guy can change it if he says, you know, I have a need going a different direction. Blah 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 blah. Uh, but we just thought, you know, that would be so much less on them for the guys as they arrive. They already kind of know what they're supposed to be doing, and they can go to work in that direction. Hey, you know, engine two on the scene, we're second. We're, we're taking your writ. That's off his plate. He's not having right. to worry about it. But a lot of people don't want to be writ. And so typically what happens is people get on scene, and they're like awaiting assignment, and it puts it right back on that initial guy all over again. So I'm curious what your departments, how how you guys navigate that. And would you like that if if it was already set up? to have some of those things already done for you. You can change it. It does not take it out of your hands. You can still change right. it if you want to. But the play, the basic play to. is already, the pattern's already started. Right, right, right? You shouldn't have to change nothing. You should, there may be an audible. Way to be remember, flexible over here, everybody. Audible, <laughs> the only audible is the first do truck, whether. They the do search or vent. So, yes, but really. You can make the first initial push and get a knockdown, and ventilation is great, and yes, it is needed, and it helps in situations, but it shouldn't be a first, our first level priority. Our first level priority is the citizens that we protect, and that's a search, 100%. No questions asked. A search should be attempted at any cost. Now, some guys in departments are now getting away from that when they're putting packs in the back compartment. And now you're, you're delaying, you're delaying the guys going in because cancer and all that other bull crap. It's, uh, I just, I don't understand it. And I ask that question a lot when I teach different departments all over the United States, who does your search? Well, first new engine, what? 
first what first do engine how can a first do engine do a search when you're stretching lines when the most important thing to do is put the fire out we got to put the fire out even if if the fire is in if you take suppression out of the equation and starting to do a search now you're not getting the fire put out so now we can't do a search so the trucks that do the search can't do it because now they don't know that the fire is being suppressed if I know I, if I know the lines being stretched and they're making good progress, then I can go do my search and be comfortable. Now, if I know that there's a problem and I'm listening as a boss, I'm saying, hey, they're having problems with the water supply or they're having problems with this. Then I kind of back off a little bit and say, hey, look, we can't get this far deep until we know we're making we're making progress. The can can only do so much, and that's a whole other subject. But so we can keep it off of us for a second just to get out, or we can knock it down a little bit before the engine gets there to close the door. But I can't go very far unless I know we're making good progress on the line. That was my whole, my thought process. <clears throat> so engines aren't really designed and shouldn't be designed for one thing, put out the fire. Secure water source, put out the fire. Every fire is exactly the same. Everyone says, no, but every fire, and this is the opposition I got when we were trying to develop policy is, oh no, every fire is different. No, it's not. Every fire is not different. It may be in size. Yes. But we still have to secure water source. We still have to stretch lines. We still have to conduct searches. We still have to do ventilation. No matter what the poly- no matter what the fire is, it's all these things still have to be done in a coordinated effort, not with just the first two. And that's another thing is that, you know, a lot of people say egos. What egos fuels our department? Egos fuel us. That's just how we operate in our job. But also it hinders us in the fact that the first do wants to do wants to get the grab or they want to do this and everything. I want to do everything. Well, you can't you, the second do should help you in getting that line in place. And then you start talking about these other people thinking, Oh, we're going to do a coordinated attack and we're going to take the line to the rear of the building first. And we're going to knock out the eaves and hit it in the window. Then we're going to take it back to the front and then we're going to go make entry. Jesus Christ. There's no way we can't even get the first line in, pl- in place half the time. Hey, I, hope, I hope when you get comfortable, you'll start up. really sharing a little bit of your ideas. <laughs> And now you're going to have to warm up to this a little bit. What? Dude, you've been talking for like 10 minutes straight. I'm just, I playing, can't hear I'm you. T- I'm just playing with you. You're right. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know whatever he said was something was something mean. So I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. But I know it was Hatch talking because it was muffled and, and deep. And so he's an asshole. There you go. There you go. All right, Shane, you want to um, jump in on this? Yeah, man, that was a that's a lot. I'm trying to decide where really to jump into. I, I think in the beginning, you know, obviously you know where where we're from, uh, our department, and we we don't have riding positions. And I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I actually think if the manpower supported it, it would be a good thing, and, and tool assignments and that that from that perspective. Um, not that we couldn't do it, we just we haven't. And, um, and then as, as far as it relates to units arriving on scene, whether first engine, second engine, first truck, whatever, we, we don't have those policies either that say, okay, if you're the first truck or you're the second truck, you do this. About the only for sure, and I, and I say this loosely, for sure uh, assignment would be that second engine uh, for the most part in our department, at least culturally, is that water supply. Everything else is kind of directed from there. And that's and what I was thinking about was I've never known it any other way. I've never known it any other way than the incident commander 
coordinate and directing that whole scene. That doesn't mean that I haven't been doing it wrong this whole time, or I wouldn't know what it felt like to already have had fixed assignments based on units, but I just don't. That's not how I grew right. up in the fire service. So to me, a lot of it is just, it is what it is. That's what we do as instant commanders where I'm at. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, attempt at coordination and control. And I, and I think we actually do a pretty good job at it. Um, c- clearly I'm sure no, everybody could be better. We could be better. Um, so I don't have a, I don't have a good perspective, you know, if I already had a, my department already had these set assignments, this truck does this, this, this engine does this, this, that, and the other. And, but I'm going to try to go through with you a couple of things. I agree with you, um, in some regards as it relates to, uh, fire attack and what our priority should be on the scene. Our priority should be on the scene is saving lives. And I agree yes. in this time and date. <clears throat> And, and fire growth is what it is, we need to be getting fires put out quickly. We need to get lines yep. in place quickly. We need to get the right flows in place quickly. And I think I've, I agree that immediately makes the situation better. And um, search needs to happen quickly. It needs to be coordinated quickly. So I do agree with you in that regards. Um, Bill, you kind of look like you had a... No, I mean, I, I, I think, like you said, it's we're in our department we're just used to the way it is but that's that is absolutely my least favorite answer to any i know, you know it is right. me too it's okay. usually it's usually you know, my trigger to if i say always done we've it always that done way. it that that's my trigger right. to say we need to be reevaluating that process or do we need sure. to be reevaluating that process so yes. would you we we've got work groups in our department and one of them is a um, kind of a I guess it would fall on the say the the uh, that efficiency safety yeah the efficiency and yeah. safety. Would you be open to the efficiency and safety work group taking this up and seeing if this was something that? Oh, absolutely! I think yeah. absolutely so, we should look at this. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with. It. I think it. I don't. I think right. you know it's definitely a conversation that needs to be worked through, especially in our organization. Right. If it works, I'm all for it. So, this is the issue. This this would be the issue, and this this is. We always revert back to our basic level of training, right? So if we pull up and the first thing they say that someone's out there at the, at the driveway says, my baby's in there, my husband's in there, my wife's in there, my daughter's in there, my sister's in there. Your stress level goes zero to 60 in 150 seconds. Well, no, two seconds. In two seconds, your stress level goes way up, right? So you, you tend to like, oh, shit, now what do I do? Well, oh, okay. So now now the boss got to say, hey, Johnny, grab the ladder. And then you, you got to say, okay, wait a minute. Uh, grab the 16-foot roof ladder. <laughs> Whatever. The problem is if you get off the rig every single time and do the same exact effort so that there is somebody trapped, there's never any deviation from what you're doing on, on the assignment of the fire. So your OV is always going to go to the rear. He's always going to have a 24 in his hand. The ventilation is always going to have a 24 and a saw. They don't have to go back to their rig, grab a ladder. How many times does that happen? Uh, for me, it's happened a thousand times. Oh, shit, I got to go get the saw. We need ventilation. Now we got to go run all the way back to the truck, get the saw, get the ladders, and get everything back so that we can start doing our job. Well, that delays everything. Whether it be a, a grab, if, if it's going to be something that just simple as putting a ladder up to a window and the person coming out or do a quick BES, how more efficient is that if he's doing it to every single fire? And there's no reason, even staffing levels, We I did it with three guys. 
One guy came off the truck every single fire with the 24 foot ladder every time. So, and my thought was behind that is if, if we don't need it, let's just say it's a one story frame. Cause I don't always, as anybody in an urban department doesn't have a, an eye shot of the, of the fire when they pull up because whether it be parking or whether it be, you can't get to the incident as quick as you want to, or see it, you don't know what you've got all the time. And half the time you can't even de- rely on the incident, the first arriving company to give you a good building construction because half of them don't even know building construction. So you're coming off the 24. If it's a one story frame and throw it up, there could be a second means of grass for ventilation. It's going to the roof, the second two trucks. You don't need it, throw it in the yard, but you brought it in the event that you need it at every fire. You don't have that problem. We already know that lines are being stretched. We already know we're securing water stores. I mean, that's pretty much a given in fire service as a whole. But if you add placement to when you're starting to make that stretch where guys are covering friction points and we're making that stretch where you know it's coordinated instead of one guy on the nozzle and one guy on the backup and you're pulling slack. Pull it. How many? I've sat in many hallways and screaming, pull slack, pull slack, pull slack. It's not coordinated. So once the initial line's been stretched, there's no one doing anything other than the guy on the nozzle that's pulling it, and it's killing him trying to pull slack to make it to the fire, right? Everybody I know at that table has had that situation happen, where they're sitting there trying to get slack pulled, or they're running back and forth from the door to the nozzle trying to get slack. So it's not coordinated where the second dude is doing that versus the, you know, because now second dude's writ, which is ridiculous. Third dude should be writ. Second dude should be assisting in making that push. I don't think that's a coordination so, issue. I think it's a discipline issue. It's it is. It discipline. is. Because, well, the problem is you got three guys on an engine. So one's the boss. He's hopefully ahead of the line, determining where we're going. One guy's on the nozzle, one guy's backup. Well, the backup really should be at the door because that's where you're going to catch most of your couplings. Or where the door's open or whatever the case may be. So, And that's going to be a good distance away from the nozzle in general in most cases as you're making that. So that's for one engine to make a good push is almost impossible to do it correctly and coordinated and efficiently. And you got trucks that are, you know, I mean, I pull up first to truck. Hey, hey, are y'all got a search going? No, we're helping. We're helping get the line in place. What? Happened all the time. And even with the policy in place. So it's definitely a training issue as well. But if the, all this was in place, then it would make the stress level of not only the firemen go down, but also the officer and the incident commander. Because we're, we're, we're dealing with knee-jerk reactions, which is generally the way fire departments operate 99% of the time. By just saying, well, you know, we do it, and it works. Well, it only works because... Uh, if you throw a wrench in the engine, if you throw one wrench in the engine of any incident, all shit goes to hay basket, just goes south quick, right? It doesn't take much right. for a wrench to be thrown in the engine, and all of a sudden now we're starting to play catch up. And once you start playing catch up, it's we're going defensive, right? Just the way it is. Now we got to get trucks in place, we got to get more water, we got to get, oh, it's just miserable for an incident commander and for an officer. So if we all had coordinated assignments, including the apparatus placement, all these should be in the policy. And I tried and tried and tried and tried. The apparatus placement's a whole other issue. But it just makes everything go so much smoother, and we don't have to worry about knee-jerk reactions because it's operating the same way every single time. Whether it be a guy saying that my, my wife's in there, uh, we got it covered, we're, 
I got a guy going to the rear. I got a guy going to the window. We're doing VES. We're doing searches. It's already in place. Nothing so, has to be changed. So, no audible has to be thrown out. So, Rick, would it be, would I be, and I'm kind of, I don't know, I am asking, and I'm, I'm, I want Pavel to kind of chime in on this. So, Pavel's from a department that with, you know, members coming from different departments well, doing it differently. Yeah. So yeah. do you think that uh, having something like this with that kind of a situation that sets everybody on the same page would be a benefit or? Yes. How could it not be a benefit? And I can't believe, because I've talked to people that work at that department, that regardless of they relying on people of other departments with experience, because generally it's the type A personalities that are wanting a second job as a fireman, right? So I would hope that it's not because they want a day off, but anyway, right. so, and they're going to the fire department to be paid for it. But if you're relying on other guys and how they operate, how can a boss even manage that? You don't even, what does this guy do and how do you do it? Other than I think, well, I think this department should have their own policies and procedures and how we operate, no matter who you work for, or where you work. Cause I didn't, if I had a guy coming from my comp to my company, no matter where he came from, this is the way we do it. And we got a policy in place that shows that. I don't care what you do and how you do it. This is the way we do it. And we're going to drill on doing that so that you know. It. And you're going to be held accountable if you don't. Hey, Rick. So the writing position. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is Pavel. So there's a lot of information, a lot of information flowing. And let me give you a little bit of my perspective from that because I don't totally disagree with you. Um, but you totally I can, disagree. Or you no, I said I don't totally disagree. There's just oh, a couple okay. of points there that just are just partially, just partially. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, what it is, is you hit on something super important. You're right. We got those type A. Actually, I call them AA personalities because these are the go getters. These are your 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 top notch around the metro. Right. So how yep. how do you um, take those individuals and they're stallions? And, you know, they're, 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 if you're not well-grounded, they're going to do what they're going to do, and you're going to lose control quick. From a command standpoint, these, these guys and gals are going to get to work. So as far as the assignments, I do not disagree with you. I think that it would be, and it's being worked on to say, hey, the first in this, the second in that, the first, the first in truck, second in truck, and so on and so forth. I'm going to tell you where some of the complications come in. Some of the complications come in with the fact when you have that much talent coming to a consensus on the right things seems so easy, but you have a lot of type A's with very strong opinions, a lot of experience, a lot of training, and a lot of everything. And when you come to a split, and we see this happen uh, nationwide when you say, hey, we have the theory of slicers. Then you have the, the theory of dicers. We have the theory of, hey, the everything is to support that search. The search is the most important thing that happens in the structure. Uh, and then you'll have somebody that goes, yes, but it's actually the suppression. Fire goes out, the emergency goes out. So, it, you know, it's it's a lot of theories. I agree. And I've, I was with a department where we had the arriving assignments and it worked very well. I'm going to tell you what's happening in the department that has a bunch of mixed people coming from different locations and all that. 
what you said, I agree with 100%, is that you're going to resort to the muscle memory when you create an atmosphere where you're first in engines taking this and you're first in trucks. So what ends up happening, what I find in my department sometimes is, and I, I understand what you're saying, which is you got to hold them accountable. I agree with that 110%. They will resort sometimes to that muscle memory that has been created. So if they're assigned to a truck and their first in truck is to go and do a search, then that programming comes along with them. And often you'll find yourself going, hey, you were assigned to this, not that, because of the fact they're, they're going off of that regular programming. So for us in our department, it is a struggle because you're, you're taking people like yourself, they may have 10, 15, 20 years at a department that have, has ingrained a certain mentality and muscle uh, to their actions, and then all of a sudden you're trying to change it. Because one of the things that, for me, as you discuss all these different topics, you know, which is all writing assignments, tool assignments, first priority, getting the fire out, and all this stuff is, man, the, the fire service is made up of so many different types of departments as staffing, what apparatus they use. Some some departments don't even have trucks and are sitting here listening to this going, how can we line them up when we got, you know, the volunteer departments in rural areas and all that. But I think that as I listen to you, one thing that is certain is that every department should sit down and have a discussion as to how it is that they can best perform like uh shane was just talking about and bill hey why don't we have that group sit down and say how can we accomplish this how can we coordinate this effort how can we have a lot of these decisions already made so we can reduce some of the decision making some of the radio traffic so i agree with that 100 percent. but to be completely honest with you for me the resolve to that is some real courageous conversations between people with different experiences, training, and theories, and coming together to a consensus and saying, all right, this is going to be the best way for us to operate. It's not going to change the priorities like you were saying. It's just going to be how do we accomplish this from a department that has 1,000 people to a department that has 200 people, from the department that's running, you know, 60, 70 people per day to the department that's running 20, 17 per day. that makes sense? Sure. Oh, 100%. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying trucks and engines because regardless of the apparatus that are showing up to the incident the question is on that apparatus are guys assigned to a tool and and a priority or position that they're riding so if your department only has one truck in las vegas i'll use an example uh a guy that works for us his his he said some of his calls are 45 minute response times i said what they go to California, well, I don't know where, where they go, but 45 minute response times. And there's only like two trucks that, that, that uh, service Las Vegas or Clark County. I think there's two trucks. And I don't know how many engines. I, I don't know. So basically the guys are programmed on engines to do truck work, which is fine. It doesn't matter because you can still have an engine that may be first due in a search. Again, number one priority is search. So the second due engine is going to be water supply and um, suppression. But it could be an engine doing the same thing and a tool assignment on that engine that if you pull up and you're first due, this is your priority and this is what you do. If you're second due, this is what you do. If you work for 
a certain department that as your part-time job and say, I, I can't go into the department and say, look, I got this experience. This is the way I'm going to operate. And if you don't like it, then, uh, you know, you can give me, pay me double. So a guy would have to, I don't care if he's type A or not, but it's up to the department heads to say, look, this is the way we operate. And if you don't like it and it's your part-time job, go find a job somewhere that a department, you can freelance and do whatever you want. I, I agree so, with that. Let me tell you something that I think is happening. Mm-hmm. And in theory, in theory, I'm sure that sounds great and easy as a boss and say, oh, get the hell out of here if you don't like it. But still, we can't use that as an excuse or a crutch to say, well, we only have limited staffing, so we can't. It doesn't matter what your staffing level is or, or how many apparatus or what apparatus you're working with. You sit down in a group and say, how do we accomplish our number one priority to be search, second priority going to be water supply? Blah, 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 blah. This is what we want to accomplish. How are we going to do that? So I agree with that. You know, as far as you got to sit down, you have to have those conversations. You got to set it up. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not. I'm huge on accountability. This is the way we're doing it. This is the way we're doing it. One of the things that I think in the fire service has hurt us a good deal is, and this may go down a rabbit hole, but nonetheless, the fact that we often will base. Let me see if I can't move somewhere. The sun, right, go ahead. the sun at the beach may be blocking the... Anyway, the one of the things that bothers me is a lot of times in, in the fire service... Oh, he gone. He gone. Hey. That's all right. We can continue on. We just lost Rick. How many cups of coffee did he say he had, and how big are they? Because holy <laughs> smokes. Get at all it, right. Greg. Oh, we're, we're, we're calling him back. He is on a roll. Stand by. Hi, you've reached Rick Myers. Your call is very important to me. Well, since we have a break from him talking, let's talk about what he said. He's not taking our call. Oh, wait, there he is. There he is. Rick, have we got you again? How in the world that happened? Well, we needed to be able to say something, and you won't stop talking, and this was the best way for us to do it. So we just hung up on you. Jump in the water. Because we were wondering how big are those cups of coffee? You said you only had two. What are they, 32 ounces a piece? Is it Cuban coffee? It's 20 ounces a piece. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, Pavel was saying. Hey, Rick, I was going to. What I was saying is that a lot of times in the fire service, uh, our decision making and the way we look at things are outcome based. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't. I, I totally disagree with that because you can do the same thing twice and have two completely different outcomes. So, one bad outcome in the fire service from something that may have a good outcome a hundred times, we will take that one bad outcome. And we will make so many decisions, theories, policies, and everything behind it. So, you know, that one time that that assignment doesn't work, and let's be honest, you know, in our business, things are so dynamic and they change so much that, yes, there's going to be that one time where the recipe didn't work quite well. Well, this is where I have a real hard time. This is where the real difficult conversations need to be had is, yes, sometimes there will be a bad outcome, but we can't base every decision that we make on outcomes because the outcomes change. The houses are not going to be the same. Some are going to burn faster. Some are going to burn slower. Uh, There's just so many dynamics, even the human dynamics. So I think what ends up happening is that we will take one outcome or two outcomes and trump the 99%. And, and we see that happening 
And we'll often say, if you don't like the way it is now, just give it a minute. It's going to change. You know, we went and, and you mentioned it and not to go there, but we start off with the air packs on the outside of the truck and they go to the inside of the truck. And now they're starting to head back towards the outside of the truck. There, there's always changes that are taking place. And then it kind of circles back around. But I think the conversations need to be had. And when the decisions are made and we say, hey, these are going to be, this is how we're going to operate. The first end engine is going to take the front. They're going to stretch that line. We need to get it aligned to the fire. And don't forget that you're also searching as you're going through. You're going to put in a search team. And you set all those things up like you're saying. Uh, I think it could be supported. I think we could definitely do it. I think it's it should be done. It should be looked at. We should hold people accountable and it does reduce the decision-making process, but then you're going to have, and you know this as well as I do, there's going to be that disagreement. And that's where the conversations need to be had within a department at that at a level where once the consensus is made, this is how we're going to operate, then we move forward. I honestly think that they can never come even to the conversation point just to sit there and even in disagreement come to a consensus of what's the best thing to do and then falls by the wayside is, yeah, that's a theory. Some departments are doing it, some are not. Where in all actuality, which, with what you're saying, and I agree with, is you can have a recipe for how we're going to respond and what we're going to do on arrival, and even the tools and all that, you know, everything that is associated to it. But I don't think those conversations are being had. I really don't. Not not at a, at a higher level for the decision-making to go – Let's reduce the battalion chief. I mean, you reduce radio traffic, you reduce reduce all kinds of things oh by God. doing that. But where those conversations need to be had are they're not being had. Those conversations are taking place in the morning, during breakfast, with coffee, and they need to make it inside of that room. You know, it's like you need to be in the room to have that discussions at a high level. So how do you think we do that? How do we get inside of that room to have those discussions with the people that are decision makers that are going to set these policies, that are going to put this into play, that are going to hold the accountability? How do we do that? Because to me, that seems like the missing recipe is how do we get that into that room? Uh, no, I'm answering the questions here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this, is my, this is my question. My question was, do you have this in place, and what do you think of it as your idea? Not necessarily. I can't tell you how to do it. My question was, do you have it, and do you think it's a great idea? I think it's a great but idea. We do not case, have it. He's using our formula against us. He yeah, doesn't have an answer. He just I, talks yeah. about it and brings up a lot of stuff. Yeah, Rick, then, you do know that we don't solve anything, right? I mean, that's kind of the foundation. Oh, I know. We just throw, <laughs> you just throw the ball in the middle of the court and see what happens. Yeah, you threw the hand grenade in the room and ran. <laughs> I don't know, and, and Hatch may, because he's, he's more intelligent, can remember things. I don't know how we got to the position of Steve Atlanta to change a policy and I begged and begged and begged and plead and talked and talked and talked. And to Edwards was probably the one that was the chair of the, of the committee that forced this. Um, and I think it was incoming chiefs. And uh, I, I don't know how we got into the into the room to start this whole process. But during the process, it was relentless pushback, relentless. Like, ah, oh, you're making us like robots. I'm thinking, dude. But then, as I was developing it and talking to other captains, talking to other people, I said, how many people do you think on the job currently would be able to manage this? In other words, if you were the boss of the truck, you have to train your guys to, to operate this way, right? Or the training center. This starts with rookies, and you start, once you make the decision, this is our policy, this is what we're going to do, 
we got to start training from ground zero, right? You got to start with the rookies and work your way up, you know, whatever. So, and we, we, we probably couldn't hit on one hand count the officers and training officers that can actually manage and train in each position, which is a problem. That in itself is a huge problem because now we're not training our guys based on hands-on or we're doing drill yard uh, stretches. Uh, you know, I'm, I, this is a whole other discussion. So, well, uh, let me break in for a second. To get to that, how to get to that position? How to is is just you have maybe to do, not. You can't you can't stop. You just got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and use examples. And it's like subject matter subject matter experts that come in or, or videos that you show and look at this and this is what this is what happens and i can tell you that when right now currently if you did another question when do you when do you conduct your search 90 percent of the people in other departments are saying after after property conservation i bet you wow. a vast majority of departments do their search their initial initial primary other than when they're stretching the line, because they say, "Oh, we're going to do a search as we're as we're stretching the line." Well, I, I know when I'm on uh, when I was on the line, I'm I'm more focused on getting the fire put out. That's that was my uh, you know I couldn't I, I had tunnel vision. We all have tunnel vision, so I can't. I mean, you could do a search here and you can see as you're going and making it look at, but you're not really doing a thorough search. So most of your searches are being done on primaries. After you'll hear property conservation. All right, go ahead and give me a primary. Instead um, of maybe a secondary. I, I haven't. I haven't heard that, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But I haven't heard that. But I'm pretty sheltered. I think a lot of we departments are, are sheltered. Are experiencing a lot of retention issues and stuff like that. So a lot of things you're talking about are high functioning teams, and I'm not saying that uh, departments are or aren't this way. But I think we're having a lot of issues with uh, what, what you're looking for you're looking for is as far as having assignments and, and kind of mastering their craft. And I think we're finding times that that's difficult to do. So we got to kind of take a couple of steps back and they have to learn how to walk before they can run as far as giving some of the assignments and the way it's done. I've seen a lot of guys get promoted very quickly into officers positions and never really mastered the positions as being firefighters. And so now right. they're, they're being tasked to teach something they didn't really understand themselves because the, you know, yep. different generations are changing over or whatever. And I agree with Rick. We, we really need to change how we train, and we need to change the, probably some of our focus so that we make sure that we're making the right calls on the scene and making the good calls and doing right. things and then advancing mm -hmm. up. But it starts back at training. It starts back at you know recruitment and how we're doing all that stuff in the very, very beginning. And there's two two parts to that. You know, I agree with you that, it, and you know I'm huge on training. It goes back to training, but it's it, we have one facet, which is bringing in the recruits, right, uh, and training them. And we have all our seasoned personnel. There's a lot of training that needs to happen there because there's a, a lot of this stuff. Uh, some people agree with it. Some people don't. You got to retrain the brain to understand this is the way we're operating. And that means sometimes starting from scratch. And there's a lot of very big egos in the fire service that will stop you going to the beginning to go, no, I'm past that. Why am I stretching this line? I've been stretching this line for 20 years. I've been playing basketball for 35 and I still suck at it. So it doesn't make me any better just because I've been doing it. So th there's 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 a difficulty too when you're going yeah we got to train these recruits up we got to bring the new guys up and then it's, what about us are we willing to learn are we willing to go to that to to the basics and I'll tell you right now a lot of guys have a hard time going back to the basics because they think they're past that and I'm not saying that you know we're just training on the basics it's just when when you're coming in and, and you're you're teaching something new 
it's it. Some of the senior people have a lot harder time going back to this stuff uh-huh. than the recruits that are coming in that are open-minded and want to soak all this stuff in for the most part. Uh, I find it harder sometimes with some of the senior folks. That's like, yeah, that's I'm, not. I've seen that. Two things. Of all the sports analogies I thought you would make, basketball, basketball was, was not the one it. I thought you would go with. You know what? And I was being humble. I'm pretty damn good. Second thing is, it goes back to what we said before. You know, uh, an ego issue is a big roadblock to you being successful at what you're doing. There's always yep. time to learn back to the basics, to get back to it, to, to, you know, figure out how to move that line better, how to negotiate those corners better. Yes. I mean, it's the same things. We, we get challenged by the exact same things over and over and over again. And it's that fallacy that we think we've got it figured out or that our crew pulled well this last time. So they obviously know how to do it. Yeah. You know, Rick, before you came on, we were talking about there's a, a young kid that called in that had a, a question for us at, at any rate. I, and I, I said that one of the things that keeps me going in this job is the fact that I don't think mastery is achievable. You're constantly chasing it, which makes it extremely appealing. So the minute that somebody thinks I got this locked down, I have, I already know this. In my opinion, that's it. Your ego's getting, there's no way this, this profession is constantly evolving. Things are changing. Your mind should always be open to growth and, and all kinds of stuff. And mastery is almost unachievable in the sense of there's always something to learn. You cannot master this profession. You will do 30 years and you're done and you will probably learn something on after 30 years in one day, there's something to learn. Yeah. Yeah. We got to wrap this up, Rick. We got, we got uh, some other callers going to make. What's that? So we're going to have to wrap this up. We got some other callers that we got to bring in. We we set up some time schedules, but uh, man, we super appreciate you calling. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Love your passion, man. I love the passion. I love it that you said we the whole time. You never said, you know, all the department I was with, you kept saying we, man, I I love that you're so still plugged in as much as you are. I agree. I don't think you cannot. I don't think you can. Oh no, no. I've met plenty of them that could still work in here and they can't, they can't be plugged in (laughs) like this. (laughs) Well, Rick, you know, uh, I just want to remind uh, our listeners, if they haven't checked it out, that you were uh, our guest on episode four, Getting the Nod. And uh, if anybody hadn't listened to that, definitely go back and check that out. Yeah, what's your? give us a plug, actually, for your business. Amen. What's that? Give us a plug for your business. What's your, what's your role in your business? What your business does? Uh, business is doing fantastic. No, no. Uh, Say the uh, name, yeah. what your role is, how they can oh, contact uh, you. That's what a plug means. My name is Rick Myers. I am a, a co-owner of East Coast Rescue Solutions, who provide props for training for departments all around the world. You also provide training. He said that. He said props. He, he said, said props training and training. Props. But what what kind of props, <laughs> Rick? Um, so we, we force blintry, um, and now we're kind of working in with uh, PL Vulcan and doing some man versus machine props. But uh, oh, wow. I don't know if we're marketing that. It's a new, it's a new thing that's uh, just kind of getting started. Whether we have the time to do it, I don't know. But um, we may, we may be working toward that. You got a website? The need of, of departments. So, do you have a website? Uh, oh, of course, www.eastcoastrescuesolutions.com. We have Instagram, East Coast Rescue Solutions, and then we've also got uh, Facebook. So, um, for the listeners, if, if you haven't gone to the website. Uh, if you got a question and you want to talk shop, we love doing it. And um, or you can give me a call directly. I love it. So, I mean, we we do it on a pretty regular basis with people all over. So, um, 
that's, I guess, how I stay in the loop and not have reoccurring dreams every day. <laughs> Those are stress dreams, buddy. Move right. to the beach. They'll subside. <laughs> that's from Shane. That's I, I, how I'll make them go away. The way this guy drinks his coffee and stuff, I don't think he's ever going to subside. Yep. Uh, Move you to you guys beach, also going to have a booth at FRI, correct? What's that? You're also going to have a booth at FRI? Yes. So, so they can come by and see you there? FRI, and that's, what is that, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Yeah. I yeah. don't know the booth number, but just look us up on um, the map, the, the I guess the floor plan map. Yeah, I just realized um, this, this episode probably come out way after that, that <laughs> no, happens. What, but. What, what Hatch has just done is he's made sure that I've got to get this episode nah, out tomorrow. That's nah, all right. That's all right. <laughs> but we'll do it. We'll they'll, do just, it. Be, they'll just be surprised. When they come by the booth, tell them, hey, check out the episode <laughs> that's about to come out. We're wrong. you got to remember, this is just a fireman that's doing what I love to do. I'm not a businessman. So, well, um, unfortunately, that I leave that to Chris. He does all the admin. Um, all I do is sit in the shop and weld all day. Well, and that's the beauty and, of one of the things a lot of people talk, you know, about that firemen, you know, are kind of a singular skill, or whatever. But you took a skill that you have, or still a skill that you mastered in one direction, and actually created a business in it to go into another direction, which yeah. is actually a pretty yeah. cool thing when you think about it. Yeah. And it's and it, it, it's going in so many directions at this point. I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up, but um, it's a good problem which, to have. It's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. It it really is, but. Um, I hadn't missed, even through surgeries, just did rotator cuff. I had a brand new uh, knee replacement nine months ago. Still haven't missed that. Hey, he's so. a new man. He's a bionic did, man. Did you build the knee, or was that somebody <laughs> yeah, else? Did you weld that up? <laughs> that's, that's where I can throw in the ego. Hey, listen, uh, you are booth number 809, just so you know. When you get in there, you'll oh, know which you. way to go. <laughs> 809. 809. We're going to have the crush prop, the all-in-one prop, all of the uh, individual props that are sold separately, along with the door prop as well. That's so awesome. So pretty much most of our props that we um, would make and sell will be at the booth. Somehow right. or another, we're going to fit all that within a 10 by 10 booth. Great, buddy, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later, man. We really appreciate you calling us again. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks, for Rick. Have a good night. All right. Safe travels, brother. See you. So we, uh, we well. appreciate. What? Well, <laughs> well, well, all right. So we appreciate everybody listening. That was uh, Rick Myers. And uh, we, uh, you know, if you end up having a question and you see us put on Facebook that uh, we're scheduling some times for people to call in, don't be afraid to uh, write up a, a question on there and we'll contact you and maybe we can get you on the, on the podcast. Well, there well, we now. Now's our well. Well, 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 well. well, well. Bye, bye. I thought only me and you were getting that joke.